0: You're right. The confusion is real.
1: I don't want another pretty face. I don't want just anyone to hold. Okay, okay.
0: But do you remember the song that he did for... No. Like, Halloween Town 3 or whatever? Oh, my God. Halloween Town High? Something. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Was it Halloween
1: Town 2? Akbar's
0: Revenge? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you do know what we're talking about. Um, well I know about Halloween town. What is this? Oh my gosh, yes, right where you want me. You got me right where you want me.
1: Don't give me that face. I don't know that, but it <laughs> it is it sounds cool. Don't try to don't say me all right where you want me. Oh, but did you know I'm lying? There's actually another one of his songs that I do know. Um Did you know um So tell me, did you I'm ending it. Concert. I'm cutting it off. I'm I'm shutting it down.
0: Get that out <laughs> of here. I refuse to know that song. Welcome back to We Love That. We are back with more talk about election politics, about America, and where we are right now.
1: This is the second episode of a two-part double feature moment, so if you haven't listened to the first episode, listen to that first, and then come back to this one.
0: Enjoy! To, I guess, get back to some of the stuff that we were talking about at the beginning. The world is on fire. Ah. And, Ugh. you know, and the things we've talked about, right? The world is on fire. Voting is not the cure-all. It actually cannot solve all the problems. Um, and so then when I think about who I'm voting for, I'm also trying to think about, like, okay, I'm not just voting for two people. Right. Um, and... In 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 different ways. Like, you know, I'm voting for someone who's going to choose Supreme Court justices, perhaps, who's going to choose circuit court justices, who's going to um have a cabinet, who's the next mm-hmm. who who's going to save our educational system? I'm actually voting for that. <laughs> That's yeah. what I, I'm taking that to the polls. Um and again, save is not honestly the word because saviors are over, actually.
1: Right. But, like, if we want things to improve and start improving, <laughs> um, who, like, who's going to be the beginning of that? Right. It's not going to be Betsy DeVos, let's just say that. <laughs> and, I mean, I, part of me feels like,
0: you know, like, when I'm talking to you, Jerome, it's like, who, who are we kidding? Like, if the question is, would you rather have, you know, right. Trump pants, or would you rather have... Harris Biden, like Biden Harris, but also Harris Biden. Work <laughs>
1: no Harris Biden. Kick him to the curb, girl.
0: <laughs> Once a vice president, always a vice president. Ah, um, you know that. Then it's like, okay, well, that's that's not that just feels like not the most meaty conversation. Um, right. You
1: know, it's like okay, <laughs> um, yeah, and it it certainly. It doesn't feel good that voting is like, you know, a would you rather at, you know, a sixth grade sleepover where it's like, would you rather have your foot run over by a truck or chew on worms? It's like, mm, okay, well, I guess the worms, but like, I don't like worms. <laughs> <laughs> this analogy is sending me. <laughs> it's actually spot on. It's actually a perfect analogy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that kind of gets me back to like, you know, this is America, you know? Like, I, I just feel like. Not by chance, Gambino. Just feel, and, and that is not what I was trying to reference, but I just feel like there's, like, everything just feels this way all the time. Like, there always is something. Like, there always is more to be done because there is so much disenfranchisement. There is so much, you know, institutional violence that is against marginalized people. Like, it just always is that way. And so we always just need to be doing... I feel we always need to be doing as much as we can to, like, combat that. Right. And some people are like... You know, then some people are like, look, for me at the intersections where I lie, like, it just takes too much out of me for me to have to vote for these people. To which, like, if that is where you are, I am not out here to be like, you know, you need to, you need to do this. Like, if you are, just in thinking about the many things that people could have issues with with this ticket, like, if you are someone who, like, you or your family members have, like, suffered under deportation or, like, suffered with mass incarceration or with, you know, misgendering in our institutions, et cetera, et cetera, down the line, if you're a victim of sexual assault, like, I am not out here to be, like, yeah, you have to do this thing that feels purely antithetical to, like, who you are and your personal experience. Um, but... To me, that's where, like, allyship comes in. Um, right. And I've been seeing a lot of people, and obviously I don't know everyone's story, and I don't purport to, but I've been seeing a lot of people who are like, well, I just can't be brought to do it. And it's like, if you want to be... Like, I saw some someone who, again, I don't know this person's story. I, You know, I can't say that I know everything about her. But talking about some, oh, well, you know, if you're voting for Biden-Harris, like, think about what you're doing to black people. And this girl isn't black. And I'm like, what are you doing for black people? How about you sidle on up to that voting booth and take the hit so that, you know, someone who experiences this violence more acutely than you do does not have to.
0: Right. Wow. I mean, when you bring up that, the social media of it all, um, I think about, and when you bring up I like people's stories. Like we don't know people's stories. We don't like who are we talking to when we say these things. Audience, yeah. like audience. The the like political commentary social media landscape seems full <laughs> of like the I don't know who needs to hear this, but <laughs> I'm just going to drop this here because and it's like that's uncritical. That's unspecific. <laughs> That doesn't help anyone. Like, th- stop this, like, this... Just kind of like, I'm just gonna leave this here mentality. Like, <laughs> that's honestly yeah. how we got here. Is people just uncritically, like, throwing their opinions to the walls. And even if I agree with what you're saying, like, I I have to move past this... This kind of, like, this is right in all cases for everyone. So, attitude. And right. it's like, that... Stop. Stop. Please. <laughs>
1: and we we've talked about this before but like we the social media that dominates our discourse these days like social media is not a place for being specific it is not a place for like you know you only have so much space on your instagram story a tweet can only be 280 characters like there isn't space or it, these platforms aren't designed to like include a lot of context and like make really specific statements um and so instead people kind of just throw something out there hoping that it falls on the on the feed of whoever needs to see it a la i don't know who needs to read this but but it's like you know not everyone needs to (laughs) see all of those things i actually go ahead well you brought up
0: instagram and i that just makes me think of ava's post we have ava Ava, my good friend Ava. oh
1: our good judy ava (laughs) We're talking about Ava DuVernay. (laughs) Ava DuVernay. Now, again, this is, you know, we're not out here to be like cancel Miss Ava because cancel culture. (laughs) Truly. That being said, um, Ava DuVernay is a black woman director. Um, It's funny because a lot of people have been pointing to her work as like, Here's what you need to be watching to educate yourself thinking specifically about When They See Us and 13th on Netflix. Both um, great. Both great. Both really great pieces of media. Um but she put this comment on her on an Instagram post after Kamala was announced as the VP pick um and disabled comments on the post, but this is the caption. There's a lot that I actually think is great about this caption a lot of the things that we've talked about already that like you know there is like we are in a bad way (laughs) like there (laughs) is stuff going on that is bad right um that the people who are in charge of the executive branch and of the senate right now are not interested in in encouraging more people to get involved and you can say what you want about the Democrats, but at least they want more people to vote, you know? At least they are not literally trying to keep people from voting or keep people from being being involved explicitly.
0: Right. Um, One of the things, just to highlight while we're on the good things that are in this post, um, <laughs> that I see is like, towards the end, she's like, let's vote them in and let's hold them accountable. Anything other than that is insanity. Okay, I don't know if I agree with that word, but... Then she goes on to say it's ego. It's against our own interests. It's selfish. And I'm glad that she brought in the word ego because I feel like it's something we talked about before about like ego de- you know ego doesn't belong in the ballot box. I don't think. Like yeah. That's not where I'm going to find my most aligned political expression. Yeah. In in ticking one or the other box, like that's just not that's just not where it's going to be. It's actually not, right. a, it's not going to be about me and my ego.
1: Yeah, it's just about so much more. And when I hear something like that, I think specifically about, I mean, I think specifically about like well-off, wealthy white people that we went to school with, that we went to Yale with, who want to sit up here and be like, oh, you can't make me vote for Kamala. You can't make me do whatever. And I'm like, you're not the one on the line. So, okay, yeah, you want to, you know, protect your, your beliefs principles. or you want to, right, you only want to vote for someone who lines up with your principles. It's like, but if Trump gets reelected, like, you will likely be fine. Other people will not be. And so when people talk about ego, I think that that's, that's where that really lies for me. But again, that kind, that is not something that I would say to everyone. That is not something I would say to anyone who has, you know, worries or qualms about voting for Joe and Kamala. Um, earlier in this, in the post, towards the beginning, she said, uh, oh, but Kamala did this or she didn't do that. I hear you, I know, and I don't care. Which, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, which is like well let's not be too hasty because it's like we have to care <laughs> like we have to and and we can i mean this gets back to like you know the false binary of it all like we can know that there are bad things that this person has done and still know that they are unfortunately the better option than the other option that we have
0: and it's actually that's so that's so true cuz it's actually the caring that is the work like right. that it, caring about that creates the accountability like creates meaningful, specific change. Like when, like when, when we wrong people, like the, the gap and the rift that that exposes, like that is exactly where we need to reinvest the energy to like, yeah, repair that relationship. We're talking interpersonal, we're talking political and social. Like it is exactly caring about the exact things that Kamala did that she should not have done that will make me an involved, engaged person and try and hold her accountable if she is in in the VP office.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so I just, I really can't get behind anyone who's like... I mean, this comes back to audience, which was the whole point, which is that, like... And something that actually has been really important for me as I've been looking through Twitter, Instagram, whatever, and reading people's, I don't know who needs to hear this, but, or whatever, like, what whatever messages that people have been putting out, like, that not everything is directed at me. <laughs> um, and I mean that in both ways, that, like, when people are like, oh, you know, the... You're bringing up all these criticisms of Kamala, but you know, you still have to vote for her or whatever. Like maybe that is not for Like I, this is weird because I don't want to, the people that I want to be critiquing are not the people who are most marginalized are not the people who are like, who have these, who rightfully bring up these issues and like are cast aside and told to shut up because Ava DuVernay doesn't care. And everyone who has reposted her post, which is just about everyone on the frigging internet, uh, apparently doesn't care. Like, those aren't the people that I want to criticize. I guess I'm just saying, like, it has been, like, if you have been struggling reading things like that and being like, why are these people telling me to do X, Y, and Z? I just, it has helped me to be like, maybe this is not for me. Like, maybe this person is not being specific about their audience and so they just are not talking about, they aren't talking about me. It honestly gets back to, um when we were talking about voting and some people are like, oh, if you didn't vote in 2016, you're a bad person. And other people are like, well, you know, not everyone can vote and voting is really difficult and people are being disenfranchised of their votes. It's like, then if you read that, like, I, I just don't want you to think that that's about you. Like, it who it is about is the people who are like, oh, I don't care because they're the same. I don't care because it won't change anything and, and everything will be the same no matter who gets elected that just isn't true of everyone's lived experience like there are lived experiences that are made worse and that is true and we just have to know that and even if it is a lesser of two evils like we have to know that and so you know there are people who don't get that <laughs> right and i don't it, know i i feel like i'm not being specific no but- no i absolutely
0: get what you're saying i mean it brings me back to the question that we had asked earlier Is like okay the world's on fire like how am i supposed to hold all this and also be healthy what you are bringing up is a tool for that it's like, just as people who are writing things need to be critical and explicit about who their audience is, when we're reading things, we've got to be critical and be like, critical listeners, critical readers, and be like, ah, actually, that's not that's not for me. <laughs> that just might not be. Yeah. And that actually creates space for us to stay engaged with the things that we need to be engaged with
1: and not be discouraged. Right. And not that, like, you know... I certainly am <laughs> not really a victim of much of anything in all of this but like I also see people who are like oh like all these liberals are supporting this ticket and they're just fools and they're blah 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 and I have had to be like oh wait maybe they that isn't actually about me cuz it does it certainly encourages me to be like okay I want to make sure that I am being critical I want to make sure that I am listening to these people who are on the margins like I want to hear where these critiques are coming from and and what they're about and like you know, take that into account when I am trying, if I say I'm trying to advocate for these people, like, let me listen to the people that I'm trying to advocate for. Um, But that like, you know, I can know that I'm doing that or I can like feel pretty sure that I am trying to put a focus on that. And if someone out there is still critiquing people who aren't doing that, then maybe it's not about me. (laughs) And so then maybe I can be like, okay, word, like, I don't know who needs to hear that, but it's not me. I maybe I'm not the one who needed to hear that. Right. And with that, with
0: the questions of like who am I speaking to, who am I listening to, then I I get to like community. That sounds like yeah. a that sounds like community. Like who are yeah. the, who are the people that you're in dialogue with? Who are the people that are feeding you that are expanding, you know, your your views on things? Um who's holding you accountable but also in in a way that is that is generative and not exhausting, in a way that is right loving and maybe harsh at sometimes because it need to be true, but 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 like in it in a space of togetherness. And that's like community is not
1: something we're really good at here in America, yeah. the land of the individual. Particularly again, you know, not to say that the Democratic Party is knocking this out of the park, but like the Democratic Party purports to cast a wide net to put up a big tent and let everyone come up and live underneath it. Like, the reason... Like, you know, you look at, like... Again, not to be, like, respect the binary. Like, I don't think the two-party system is giving it to us the way that we need it to be given to us. But, like, the Republican Party has a much easier time being like, okay, and and we're all on the same page, and here are the things that we want... Because they actually do not care about... (laughs) about, like, getting more people to come under the umbrella. They're like, it's us, and we're on the inside, and y'all are on the outside, and we don't give a fuck what y'all say or think about what we do. And so that means that we don't have to apologize for anything because we don't have to be held accountable to anyone that isn't us. And the Democratic Party is not that. That being said, like, that doesn't mean we've figured it out. That doesn't mean the Democrats have figured it out. But, like, you know, it's... It's hard. It's it's hard, and it's not something that like is culturally rewarded, right? I look and, at- and and it's not something that like in a political system that has been you know steeped in disenfranchisement and that like continues to be pushed in that direction by one of our two major parties. It, it's not something that's rewarded in that sphere either.
0: Hmm.
1: I look at like that
0: what you what you just brought up about the Republican party's kind of MO throughout all of this. <laughs> Ooh. Um as as a real extreme of that kind of individualistic sentiment that kind of like me and mine and <laughs> don't care about y'all. Um Yeah. And in that way, it's like, we can look at electoral politics, we can look at the, you know, the national debate about who's going to be the president as a kind of extreme version of all the things that are happening, you know, at state levels and local levels. Like, yeah. that we can look and we can glean from these things and learn, yes, voting is not going to save all your problems, but this, this race, this presidential race, it gives a lot of sneak peeks in just how we work together as a country, It's like a lot of opportunity to learn. Um, And so when I look at it and I see the Republican Party doing what it's doing and I see the Democratic Party saying they're building coalition, but only, you know, through the years, basically just paying lip service to that. Um, I'm like, how, how do I, how do I do that? Okay. I see, I see the example of the problem when I'm in my life. I'm not talking, I don't know any of these people personally. I talk to you. (laughs) You know, I talk to my friends. Right. Like, who, who am I going to talk to? Who am I going to listen to? Who's my community? And, I mean, a question for you, not that you need to have an answer, but it's like, how, <laughs> how do we decide and how do we go about forming community in this time wh- where we can't even be together?
1: Oh, my God. What a question. <laughs> <laughs> and truly the question that everybody, for whatever reason, they're trying to get to an answer of it is trying to get to an answer of. Whether that's, you know oh, I'm used to, like, being right next to all my friends and being able to go out for drinks and hang out and do stuff and collaborate or whatever. Or if you're like, I run a music festival and I need to sell tickets and, okay, how am I selling tickets if I can't bring anyone in? Or if you're like, I would typically be out knocking on doors to get people to vote for me, but I can't knock on anybody's doors, so, like, how am I, <laughs> you know, getting the word out and talking to people? You know, it is truly the question of the day. Um I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't have an answer, but I think that it's, I do think that in searching for an answer, that we, the the question of like, okay, am I trying to be individual or am I trying to form a coalition? I have found it helpful for that to be central. Um, so we had asked folks on Instagram to like submit themes and topics for us to discuss in this episode. Follow us on Instagram. Um, but, and someone submitted this idea of like American individualism versus forming community and forming coalition. Um, and I had never before thought about this idea of, oh, I can't go in and vote for someone that I do not agree with on 100% of everything or that I disagree with on, on enough, things that it, it is monumental to me or whatever it is. I had never before connected that to American individualism. And I'm not saying that it is every time, but I do think it's an interesting comparison to make, to say, you know, I am I'm not signing on with this group of people because, you know, whether it is that my allyships lie outside of the options that I'm given or, like... You know, I just want to be sure that, you know, at the end of the day, when I lay in bed at night, like, I know I can agree with wholeheartedly with every moral decision that I've had to make. That to me is like, that I that to me it gets back to ego and gets back to American individualism. Like, I, like, it is all about me and I have to think about myself and I don't have to think about how that affects other people as long as I know that it's right with me. Like... Mm. I, you know, I think that that's really tough. I think that that's really tough. Yeah. P- places where
0: that gets maybe easier, um, but also maybe harder. Ha ha. Um, it's like, this is a national election. This is for <laughs> all of the 50 states. Question mark territories. That's a topic for <laughs> And D.C., Guam,
1: Puerto Rico, <laughs> Marshall Islands, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. <laughs>
0: talk about forming communities okay um (laughs) these united states annie (laughs) yeah i mean this is the national election and what what about like who's running for governor who's right gonna be on the school board yeah those questions go off (laughs) yes (laughs) work (laughs) i mean first of all We've already we've been saying a bunch of times that voting is not gonna is not the cure all, right? Voting for right. literally two people to take political office is not gonna solve all our problems, and that's true. We've gotta right. we've gotta vote for for a lot more things. We can vote for more people, and I yeah. I honestly don't hear people talking about that that much. It like dominates what we talk about on social media, mostly because our social media platforms are unspecific and uncritical. And we're back. right? Um, and we're
1: back. Um, but I think this is a great, you know, I think all the time about like, you know, Trump's approval rating is like, I mean, I don't know the number right now, but like 40%, forty, like it's somewhere between like 40 and 50%. It was even getting that high these days. But, and you know, we love to say, oh, well, you know, he has some of the l- lowest approval ratings of any president in history, whatever. 40% is two-fifths of the country. As in, any random group of five people, two of them approve. <laughs> That's a lot of people... Like, the United States, to get back to our 330 million, like, that is a lot of people to try to... Uh, trying to serve everyone and trying to fit everyone and, like, get folks to agree on on anything at all. And we don't. We don't agree <laughs> on anything at all. But... um. You know, that's why that gets so tough in a national election. Now, that is not me saying, like, (laughs) that I think that those people are right. I think that they're wrong. (laughs) Like, I think that many of those people are delusional or are actively trying to make other people's lives worse. Work, I think that's bad, and I, it's unfortunate that, like, they have, you know, in terms of voting, like, that person has as much power of a vote as I do. Or, I mean, if we're looking at the reality, that those people are actually overrepresented, and that the People who may not be in that 40% or whatever, like, are disenfranchised of (laughs) of getting to participate fully. Like, let's not erase any of that. But I just mean mean that to say, like, you know, Joe Biden is, like, trying to get a majority of that 330 million to come out and vote for him. Which is very different from your governor trying to get people in your state. On issues that matter directly to your state to, to vote with the governor. Or, you know, you can break it all the way down that your congressperson or your senator or like your state congress or your state senate and, you know, your local sheriff, mayor, school board director, et cetera. Like, if you're looking for places to where you can really have people who specifically agree with the things that you think and feel, like, that is out there. And it actually is even out there in our electoral politics. It just isn't the thing that gets the most airtime because it is specific. Because, like, you know, it's not going to trend on Twitter if it only matters to people in one state or in one county or in one town. Wow. I mean, that that really takes me to... Well, it, it
0: connects to the this this other other a whole strand of political life, <laughs> right? We've been talking electoral politics. And that is only one thing. What about all the organizing and activism that's happening? You know, like, right. where does that go? What is that doing? You know, people are sharing their Instagram how to help save the USPS. You know, how how to stay informed, how to contribute to efforts to defund the police, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and those are good, but the, the electoral politics can kind of have a way of coming on and just kind of usurping all those things and making this mm-hmm. all a national debate. Mm-hmm. And what I heard in what you were saying is like, actually, we can take some of that spirit and like organize towards like y- your local election, like organize yeah. the people that are around you. You, if you are going to be working in your electoral politics and in your activist a- activism, like. Use those locally, like combine those, and it's it's a lot easier when you actually just have fewer people to to manage, <laughs> like <laughs> right. fewer people that you're actually trying to build coalition with, um,
1: and like n- that electoral politics and activism are not the same thing. Yes, um, and I think so. Like you know, we talked about Cory Bush last week or the week before on the podcast, um, who was just elected to Congress in Missouri. Um, She was an activist. She came out of the Ferguson protests, um, and now she's serving in Congress. But that is something that is very new. Or mm, let me not say it's new, because, you know, let's not forget the late, great John Lewis and many other activists who have then been elected to, to political positions. But, like... I would say it has been rare. It continues to be rare. But I think the fact that we are starting to see more of these people really get spotlight in, you know, in our national conversation, like Bernie Sanders is someone who has been an elected official for a very long time. But he's also someone who's been involved in a lot of activism. Um Hillary Clinton is not someone who has been involved in a lot of activism. That's not to say she's never done anything for anybody, but, like, it hasn't been through activism. Um, and I think it's important to know that, like, if you... If, we keep saying this over and over again, but, like, if you're looking for something specific, if you're looking for, like, activist work, like, go find it in activism. And some of that is going to happen, is going to have ways to play out in electoral politics, but, like, it it is a different sphere, there are different rules, like it's different people involved in it. Like, yeah, I and this isn't like, I don't know. I don't want us to come across as like if you hate electoral politics so much, get out of it. Like it, it just is a it is a different space. And it we would be better off if they were more connected. I absolutely agree. But like it's it's not where we are right now. And in working in both of them,
0: you get people who can connect them, like Corey Bush. Like right in knowing what spaces are best suited for both types of works and then going about that work in those spaces, you then become a person who's fluent, who can translate, right? It's like yeah. speaking multiple languages. And that is transformative. Like, we are seeing that happen. Like, we are seeing candidates. We are seeing queer people. We're seeing Black people. We're seeing women, like, pop up in the senatorial races, pop up in Congress, and it's like, oh, these are people who speak a different language. These are people who are versed and know how to communicate across different lines. And that's powerful. And that comes out of, out of getting your hands dirty and also knowing where the work can be done and then doing Absolutely.
1: It. Absolutely. I mean, you, you look at someone like, you know, you look at AOC, you look at the squad, like, you know, these we haven't had political figures like that Deep through American history, you know, like, and part of that is, you know, we have a difficult moment and people rise up like people rise up when the moment calls for them. But also, like, you know, it is. I mean, it has taken time and we've already said that that is not a good thing, (laughs) Um, but like I think that we could really be on the verge of a changing political sphere and on the verge of a sphere where activists are elected to political power because they are able to get stuff done in that sphere um and i love that we love that
0: <laughs> but then it gets kind of co-opted and, and painted like uh oh someone has their skyrocketing you know political climbing career they just got here yesterday mm-hmm. <laughs> do they right. even know so where's a that of-
1: expertise Right. I have a lot of thoughts about this. I think that, like, you know, someone like Kamala, in comparison to, you know, you look at who the two people who, you know, were the... got the most votes in the Democratic primary, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, they are the two people who had been... or had have had the longest political careers. And you look at the women who have been in... Involved in in that and got far in that. Um, Thinking about Elizabeth Warren, uh, Amy Klobuchar, Kamala Harris, Tulsi Gabbard. (laughs) Um, And these are people who like, you know, they you get to have Joe Biden and, and Bernie Sanders voting about who voted for, you know, the Iraq war in 2003 and the crime bill in the 90s because they were both there 20 years ago. Um, Elizabeth Warren, Amy Klobuchar, Kamala Harris were not there. They have not been senator. I think that Amy Klobuchar and Kamala Harris have been senators since 2016. Kamala will. Kamala. Tommy will fact check this later. But and Elizabeth Warren maybe a little bit longer than that. But like you know, these uh, there has been a call for um, you know our representation to look more like the country that or the the electorate that they were supposed to represent. Even, you know, when you think back to Barack Obama versus Hillary Clinton, um, Barack Obama had only been a senator for so long, for certainly not as long as Hillary Clinton had been involved in politics as First Lady of Arkansas and First Lady of the country <laughs> and a senator from New York. Um, but because people were like, look, we're tired of the status quo, like, we want someone black up there, like, there hadn't been black people, <laughs> like, really out and about in politics in the political sphere with that much experience. Um, and so then you get these people who, like, you know, these people who are women, who are people of color, who, like, ha- who have these different backgrounds and kind of, like, are, you know, for someone like, for a, let me be clear. For a black woman to have gotten as far as Kamala Harris has gotten, like, it takes a lot of, you know, I need people to vote for me and to, like, be on my side, whatever. Not saying that that's right or wrong. As we have already said, many of the things that she did that, like, were the centrist beliefs, I do not agree with. I think were mistakes. She has said were mistakes. Um, But, you know, it it was in a system that, like, did not want to lift up black women at all. That did not want to lift up women at all. That did not want to lift up people of color at all. Like that is still very new. <laughs> um it, it gets me to a it gets to the question of representation, which I think that we should touch mm. on at least a bit. Um Kenyon, does representation matter?
0: No, yes. <laughs> <laughs> ask me tomorrow I mean You're right so I mean I'm gonna say yes I'm gonna say yes because <laughs> i'm gonna say yes because we're still that far behind right <laughs> unfortunately um because right. I'd like to say no because representation actually isn't everything um mm-hmm. it can it can do some things like like it's you know representation helps us see you know it's we see our representation Mm -hmm. and that helps in modeling like seeing a black president that just is like oh that can happen (laughs) oh my gosh like (laughs) right that changes some things about our social dynamics and that's good modeling that is good but that's like that's like the that's the really kind of soft um preliminary work like yeah During Obama's presidency, it's not like Black people weren't dying. It's not like the schools or prison pipeline didn't exist. It's like all those things still happened and still needed to be changed and actually still weren't being changed. But that's another story, never mind anyway. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it's like representation does matter because we are still at the point, this country, where (laughs) we've never had a, a woman hold either the president or the vice president office.
1: Right. And I think that the question of representation, honestly, i watching We're Here has really like cemented this thought for me that like, you know, not to be all coastal elite again. But I think that I mean we've talked about like me growing up in DC where there are a lot of black people and you growing up in California where there are not a lot of black people. And I think about, like, you know, black people who grew up in places that are not in predominantly liberal spaces, um, that things like having a black president must have actually changed, changed the lived reality for the people around them because, well, I mean, I'm, I'm bringing it back to we're here, but, like, you know, it took like these three superstar drag queens on an HBO like with an HBO crew coming into town and being like we're here and actually like deserving of love and adoration and respect and community it like it takes that for people for queer people in these towns to like to have some of that same space and so i i can't imagine that it's that that is not in any way similar to uh, to people of color for women um for the representation that that Kamala brings to to the ticket um even just something as like as simple as and this was true for Barack Obama as well but like you know I am a person who like you know I don't have like the most complicated name but like sometimes people don't pronounce it right or like have trouble spelling it or whatever and I know that that can only be even more true for people who have names that are less, you know, Anglican, less Western than mine is. Um, And I think even just the fact of, like, I've been seeing people on TV, on Twitter, whatever, being like, no, pronounce her name correctly. And, like, that that is going to make a difference to, you know, someone who, like, who has a name that, like, white people don't want to learn how to pronounce. Like, I'm actually very excited for people to be like no actually this is deserving of of like you should be getting this right like this is de- deserving of respect this is how we respect other people like if you don't know how to respect black people if you don't know how to respect black women whatever like at least it gets to be a part of a our national conversation as it as it was when when Obama was the president which again doesn't solve everything but like you know is not nothing and and is particularly not nothing for people who are more at the margin, and by that I mean, like, you know, people who are minorities, people who don't have the social privilege in whatever way, and, like, also don't get to be around other people like them, or don't get to be in spaces that, like, that lift them up.
0: Yeah, I mean, Kamala's background
1: also gets at some
0: things that are, like, that are tough for our country. Um, Yeah. I mean, being multiracial, like that's a can of worms. Like, we're still, like, out here with the black and white glasses on. Like, fully, that's still the politics, that's still the narrative.
1: Like, can you believe that... (laughs) That there are places where... I mean, this is a norm, that, like, when you're checking off your race on your SAT or your college admissions or whatever... That, like, you know, there's white, black, or African-American, Asian-American, whatever the options are. And one of them is, like, biracial, or, like, multiracial. And it's like, what (laughs) what does checking that box mean? (laughs) Like, that's just so unspecific. (laughs) Like, that isn't really telling us much of anything about who you are, other than, like, oh, you a whole bunch of shit. (laughs) Right. And I mean the uh, in
0: in that same bag is is the colorism of it all
1: yeah you know yeah. it's like
0: Kamala is a light-skinned black woman mhm and that that's something we need to talk about actually
1: mhm
0: and this is this these are all opportunities that are here for us now if we see them and if we seize them it's like yeah. b- but if we don't then we've we've we're squandering we're squandering all these actually great <laughs> great opportunities. I was gonna ask you, Jerome, what kinds of representation do you want to see either you know from people that are on the table right now or like in some dream
1: um I think that I think it is really important that we have a that we have a, women running our country. Yeah. I, I That is actually deeply important to me and is... I mean, you know, I'm not breaking a news story here, but it is fucked up that that hasn't been true yet. Like, can we really just think about it? Like, let's really think about it. Like, 1776 to now, and we've been like, oh, the only people who can be in charge are men. I Again, like, duh. Like, misogyny is real and is deep, but it's like, you know, I... It it kind of gets back to the, like, you know, when all of the talk around, like, Bernie and Elizabeth Warren and, like, did Bernie say that a woman couldn't be elected president? And Bernie's like, why would I, like, why would I have said that? Like, I don't agree with that, whatever. Like, and, and all of the critique that Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, whoever, get as, like, oh, well, can a, can a woman do it? Hillary Clinton, like, can a woman do the job? Um I'm tired like ugh, I'm just tired of like that's can we be over that Jesus Christ can we like get past that because it's like you know I I think that and this is not to say that all women are the same I did not want Sarah Palin to be the vice president um Ooh. but like remember the, when that was like the scandal girl, no <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> no I do not no. um yeah I just uh, want that to be over. I also want um, queer people, uh, trans people, gender non-conforming people to, like, take more of a a spotlight. I would love more representation, particularly around, like, you know, I kind of am an award show junkie. I love watching TV and movies and whatever, and, like, I want to see, you know, more queer people winning these awards. I also want, like, space in these awards for, like, you know, gender non-conforming people to be nominated. I don't know what the answer is there, but, like, let's go ahead and find it. Like, let's try to figure out what the answer is. Um, Yeah, I, I think that... Again, that feels like something that's, like, you know... There are so many people who, like... Like, when Obama was elected, there literally are people in the United States who didn't know anyone black. And now, like, the... A, a person that like now everyone knows is the president because they are in the highest elected office in the land. Like this is the person that like a majority of voters have <laughs> said is like someone that we want to be in charge of the country. Like that's really big, and and even if you know we can say and we can say that we know that that's true. Like you can say that you know that you know people of color are just as worthy and smart and brilliant whatever as white people that women are just as brilliant as men that queer people are just as brilliant and worthy of respect and love as straight people that trans and gender non-binary folks are just as deserving of love and of acceptance and respect as cis people but like we our systems don't reflect that um how we reward people who are we deem to be smart or leaders or talented or whatever, like does not reflect that. And so I think that, you know, I think that it should, I I think that that is a representation that actually really matters. What about you?
0: Ooh. Um, I want to see, I want to see, this is not like representation in the classic sense of like representation, representation of identity. Um, but like representation of certain dynamics. Mm. Um, I think are, are really, like, I want to I see someone get up on national TV and give a full-throated, real apology. I want to see someone get up yeah. on national TV and say, I did something wrong. I could say, I don't know. Say, I need some help. I like. I want to. I want to see that. I want to see those w- words yeah. come out of your mouth. I want to see you. Yeah. Reach across the aisle. I want to, not just the you know, Democrat Republican aisle, but like the uh, the all the lines that, that are, get drawn between poor people, rich people, black people, white people, women, trans, non-binary, cis. Like all these. I want to see it. I want to see it happen. I want to see it. <laughs>
1: yeah i want to see it um i don't know the story enough to really be retelling it right now but i'm i'm going to and once again tommy will fact check us later um but this is at some point in the late 20th century like the first german chancellor or prime minister or someone like went to poland and there's this like big image of like this national leader like laying himself at the feet of this monument and being like like I apologize. like their words cannot describe how much is regrettable about what our country has done um, and like I don't even think he was born or if he was like, like I don't know like this man was not like personally responsible but like you know how do we talk about that like I that I very much agree with you I, I think that there just is we don't have any examples of that um and again representation is not
0: that's not material change for people who are on the margins and that's right that's not what we're we're talking about um and i and i and i don't fault people for saying i want more like i don't want just one representative i like i i want i want more and i believe that i i feel that way too it's like i i'm here to dream big and radically yeah um and at the same time, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna be awake enough and uh, attentive enough to see the things that are changing in front of my eyes as I live. Yeah, and that's yeah. another question of capacity.
1: Yeah. Um, last thing about representation um, is that Kamala's husband, Doug, Doug Emhoff, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Doug is Jewish. Work. Um. And we have never before had the president, the vice president, the first lady or the second lady or the first or second spouse since again, we've, we haven't really gotten that one yet um, <laughs> be Jewish. And I, I think that like that is, I think that's important. Like, you know, just hearing stories of like my Jewish friends and like, the, I don't know. I think that as someone who is not Jewish and like, you know, you know, I knew a lot of Jewish people through school, but not a ton of Jewish people like as family friends. Um, And uh, I think that I grew up kind of feeling like, oh yeah, anti-Semitism was like World War II, but like that's over. And it really is not. Our current president has really made that evident to us. Um, Again, it feels like one of those things, even more than with, you know, people of color or black people or, even maybe more than with queer people, like the majority of people in the country do not know anyone who's Jewish. Um, And I think that like having, again, someone that like now everyone knows, um, someone who is like, you know, we're not voting for Kamala's husband, but like someone who is a part of, you know, something that we are lifting up so highly, I think is really important.
0: How do you think it's going to be, do you think it's going to, get played out any anywhere in in debates in the rhetoric in the talking points like you think it's gonna I be mean, brought up
1: probably me like probably there's been a lot of there's been a lot of talk of anti-semitism over the past couple of weeks <laughs> there's been a lot of anti-semitism um, because there's a lot of anti-semitism and specifically there's been a lot of like i don't know the specifics of of any of it off the top of my head, but, like, I know Nick Cannon, I know, I think, Deshaun Jackson. Um, Please, if that's not true, I will cut it out. (laughs) Um, But, uh, that, it specifically has been brought up as, like, you know, black people need to call out Jews as these proponents of, like, you know, capitalist racism, like these, you know, as furthering this, uh, you know, plight of black people, whatever. And, uh, you know, I am not out here to say that no black people are... I'm sorry, I'm not out here to say that no Jewish people are racist. That's not true. But, like, to say that, like, (laughs) the Jews are the masterminds behind all, like, that just is... In anti-Semitic talk... Like, that is a Hitler anti-Semitic talking point. And so I have been very disappointed to see that people have been like, oh, yeah, like, we really need to call out this dynamic of, like, the Jews being in charge of everything that then is... Like, being in charge of all these, like, media companies and businesses and CEOs, whatever, and that these all these businesses and media companies are then in turn racist, and so it must be because the Jews are in charge of them, is, like, that is... Deeply anti-Semitic. <laughs> like deeply in a book. And way. we don't have to do that. It's yeah. Like the
0: oldest trick in the book. And it's really a, it's upsetting and disheartening to see that be like so uncritically just been like tossed up and then masquerading as some sort of like woke liberal politics. Yeah. Or, or like, like,
1: ooh, I'm I'm not afraid to tell the truth. I'm not afraid to talk about this thing that no one wants to talk about. It's like again, like we can talk about racism amongst white people and many, many, many Jews are white people without being like the enemy is the Jewish community. Like that just does <laughs> not just we just don't don't do that. <laughs> like we don't have to do that. And that is not actually helping us with anything. That's not helping anybody do anything. Um, so do I think that that's going to make an appearance? Perhaps um we were kind of talking about this before we recorded and you were kind of talking about like you know let's not make things ha- like let's not be afraid of things that haven't happened yet but like which I feel and if you want to say more about that like don't let me just boil it down to your talking point but right. like I I haven't seen it yet I certainly won't be surprised if I do see it I'll be keeping an eye out for it right right
0: I think that sentiment for me comes from just like seeing seeing how much fear dominates the way we talk about things. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, if I inject this into the conversation, like am I just giving am I just giving more tools for people to be more afraid? Like am I just giving yeah. more rhetoric for people to kind of like hit each other over the head with? And yeah. I mean <laughs> then the question still becomes of, of audience. Right, it's right. like, I'm actually not
1: talking to those people. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and, you know, let's not forget that that Trump has said anti-Semitic shit, retweeted anti-Semitic shit. Trump has embraced Nazis, so, like, we, you know, what else do you have to say? <laughs> like, that's... Right. There we are.
0: Coming out of this dive into electoral politics. What are you like how are you going to keep your wits about you? What are you going to take with you?
1: Um I love the thinking about audience. Um and this is something that like you have really encouraged me to think about just like, you know, being actively thinking about like is the Like, what am I reading? Do I need to be reading it? Was this written for me to read? What am I getting out of reading it? Like, do I need to make myself the audience to anything that comes across my Twitter timeline and my Instagram feed and whatever? Um, And was actually just having a great conversation with Elof yesterday about like, (laughs) you know, it is okay to mute the people that like, you don't need to be reading their stuff anymore. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, not taking this as a given, but like knowing that I am doing the work and I am devoted to doing the work. Um, and that I also like need a break (laughs) knowing that like I, at the end of the day can only be responsible for my own actions. And so I can't, you know, take it upon myself to make someone else's actions different, but like getting involved when I can, having discussions when I can, having conversations when I can, um, where i can uh and knowing that like yes this is the most important election of our lives yes i think it's really important that we get involved in the election but like we also have to be involved outside of electoral politics and we have to be involved even after november even after the inauguration even at you know There is another election next year. Then there are midterms in 2022. Then there's another election in 2023. And then there's a presidential election in 2024. Like it continues on and nothing is a given. I've seen people be like, oh yeah, like Kamala really is going to be, you know, president from 2024 to 2032. That's not a given at all. Like that is one way that things might turn out or like, you know, we could get a, an even more progressive challenger to the democratic ticket in 2023 in that primary. So like let's not, you know, the work continues. The work absolutely continues. There's always more work to do. And mm. and we can always, you know, kind of find new ways. There's always a new way that you can get involved with someone, help somebody out somewhere. Yeah. What about you? What are you taking away?
0: I mean, the talking with about talking about community with you was really just was really good. I'm I'm thinking about like, just trying to recognize when I'm feeling defensive, recognizing my defensiveness and recognizing when I don't recognize something. And just like Mm -hmm. being like, oh, that's foreign. Oh, that's something that I can't place. Oh, that's something that I don't Mm -hmm. know what it is. And just like, if I can have enough distance to see that, then maybe I don't have to be scared of it. Maybe I maybe that actually it's not what I think it is, um, and I'm talking about you know what people post online. I'm talking about what people say to me to my face. I'm talking about people themselves, like be you know being able to pause before I react and just be like, okay, I don't I actually don't know what's going on here. I don't agree with it. I don't know it. I don't I can't place it. Yeah, and that's okay. And maybe there's a way to move with it and not against it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this has been a good time. (sighs) Woo. I actually like, you know, I'm, I'm very glad to have had time to like, just sit and think through things and talk about things. We've had like, you know, two or three like conversations leading up to recording this episode. And it just feels so much better than like, you know, scrolling through Twitter, scrolling through Instagram and like seeing everybody's take and seeing, you know, everybody's commentary all presented at once, um, you know, which is not to disparage any of those individual takes, but like, you know, it just is, sometimes it just feels so much like a void. (laughs) Um, and I just have had such a better experience like talking through it. And talking about it. And so I hope that anybody listening, like, feels that way also. Um, that, like, and maybe, in well, if you've listened this far, then you'll listen this far. But, like, <laughs> maybe instead of, <laughs> you know, uh, trying to listen to take in someone else's take, like, uh, just, like, have some conversations with people instead. Like, and exactly like what you just said. Like, it is okay to, like... To be like, I don't know how I feel. I feel a lot of different ways. I feel really good about some things and really bad about other things. And, like, how much do each of those things respectively matter? And, you know. Absolutely. It, it doesn't all have to be you're this or you're that. You're here, you're there. You're with us, you're against us. So Work. thank you, Kenyon. Thank you, Jerome. <laughs>
0: Woo! <laughs> We love that you love, we love that.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Jerome, that's me, and Kenyon, that's him, with music by Sophia Campo Moore and art by Griffin Keller. Drop us a line at welovethatpodcast at gmail.com. Bye. Super long episode, super long
0: episode. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Closing time Mm, Sing it I love that song Please actually just sing it all Please